My only pursuit here was my son. <gasps> what we had was so good. We were family. But that was pre-war. I lost my son in the evacuation. You will be stuck in an active war zone. There's a new world coming, and it's just around the bend. Damn it, Kova! Stay low! There's a new world coming. This one's coming to an end. They call this a demilitarized zone. This ain't no neutral territory. This is abandonment. They walled us in. There's a brand new morning. That scales public hit list. If you're not crossed out, you're next. Rising clear and sweet. If the DMZ's taught me one thing, it's that there's no room for pretending. Here. My only pursuit here is my son. You are stepping into stratospheres of consequence. You shouldn't come back. Some of you chose to stay here. Some of you have been left behind. All of you survived. Why did you come back? For you. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Work Time Fun Podcast. I'm your coworker, L, and let's get started. So if I sound a little bit off or different, uh, I'm just feeling a little bit under the weather, just to forewarn you all, but uh, hey, I'm going to still pull through and get this going. So on today's podcast episode, we're going over a TV series that's on HBO Max titled DMC, which is the Demilitarized Zone, and it's actually based off a DC comic. Actually, before we go any further, I want to give a proper spoiler warning. Now, I'm not going to go over every detail. However, I will be talking about things that happen all throughout four episodes. So, again, if you don't want to hear about it, please tune away now and watch the series. Then come back and listen to me and see if we agree upon what I stated. All right, let's go. As you heard from the trailer, this story revolves around a mother who is searching for her child in this uh, DMZ area because apparently there was another civil war in the United States that split up two sides. Now, I'm not that great at geography, but the split is Manhattan in New York. And I'm wondering, okay, which sides is split? Is it north and south, east and west? And even then, there isn't much space on the East Coast if that's a split. So what's going on? Anyway, we just go with that. 
The main protagonist in this story is the mother who's searching for a child named Alma Ortega, who is portrayed by Rosaria Dawson. And if you've been tuning in to my podcast for a while, then you know we've covered her in all the Marvel's Defenders TV shows. Yeah, I mean, she's notable in a lot of places. She's also in like, Star Wars. She's just everywhere. So Alma supposedly been searching all around for her son. And it's been several years already since the country was divided at Manhattan. And that just happens to be the place where Alma hasn't been able to search for her son in Manhattan, the DMZ. Alma is able to find someone to help her sneak into the DMZ area without getting killed, of course. And once there, we're left wondering if this is some kind of dystopian world. You know, the vegetation's overgrown over the structures. There's buildings that have toppled over. Everywhere seems desolate and just abandoned. Until Alma comes across a hunter of sorts, or a traveler, who helps guide her to the way where everyone is. But just before that, the scene cuts to another area where we see Benjamin Bratt's character, uh, he plays Parco, and he's part of a crew called the Harlem Kings. But this scene doesn't look like any dystopian kind of area. It's just a bunch of people hanging out, listening to music, eating some food, and chilling, waiting for some kind of election that's going to go on. Then we cut back to Alma's character, and she walks upon a whole street full of people who just popped out of nowhere. And Alma proceeds to Thompson Square Clinic, which I had to look up is in the lower portion of Manhattan. Okay, a little side note here. I have a little grief with how they tell you where you are because it's just, you know, area names on screen and I'm not familiar with Manhattan, New York, that all. I, I just don't know where all these places are. And the reason this bugs me is because when we get to the kind of turf war we get later on in the series, I'm kind of confused about who's got what area. I mean, Without looking up Google Maps, I couldn't tell. But of course, after looking, I know Harlem, like the Harlem Kings, are probably more in the northern part of Manhattan and uh, Chinatown and lower Manhattan area. So those are like the two major sides. So I just go with it and let the story take me wherever it's taking me. While Alma's on the search for her son, uh, she has all these, I guess, side missions along the way. Um, also note that she has a timeline that she needs to meet with the uh, smuggler who got her into the DMZ or otherwise she'll be left there. And so she's working against the clock to try to find her son. But at the same time, she's confronted with all these, I guess, problems that she has to help solve along the way. We have another scene where Benjamin Bratt's character, Parco, is putting up a speech, basically declaring himself governor of the DMZ and uniting all the different crews there and instead of being loyal to the United States or loyal to the FSA that the DMZ should be its own state. After Parco's speech he goes up to one of his henchmen and asks if uh, Skell is there but then we cut to another scene where a hooded figure is uh, spray painting on a wall probably doing some graffiti but you find out very shortly that it's actually a list of names that he's put up and crossed out in red paint because those are all the people that he's taking care of. 
At this point, you're left to assume that this is Skell, and later on you find that to be true. He is a character that is played by Freddy Miaris. I'm not too familiar with his acting career, as IMDb shows a few credits there, so he's been out for a while. I was a little worried about his portrayal of his character early on in the series, but towards the end, definitely got a lot better, especially when he started showing more emotion instead of being just this flat, emotionless character. Uh, speaking of acting, the young boy who plays Odie, uh, I believe his name is Jordan Preston Carter, and he, he did pretty well for a young actor, and I do believe we're going to see more of him in the future in other shows or even movies. Continuing on Alma's journey, you find out that one of the other major crews in Manhattan are the Chinese, and that it's headed by someone named Wilson Lin, who apparently Alma knew before this whole civil war began. And Wilson Lin is portrayed by Hoon Lee, and you may have noticed his work in a lot of different shows or movies. I know I've personally seen him in another HBO Max show called Warrior, uh, but he's also been in Iron Fist, Bosch. He's a voice for uh, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So yeah, he, he's been around. You, you'll probably recognize him. So Alma meets up with Wilson and tries to see if he has any information on her son, Christian. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't, and we're just left with a sorrowful Alma. Alma heads back to the clinic where she first started out at, and we're left there with tragedy again, as the nurse that she's been helping out with, or they've been helping each other, uh, is unfortunately killed uh, when she was defending another patient that was getting attacked. And the next few scenes during these last like, 10 minutes or so of the episode, I feel are really the strongest parts of the episode. You find out just how strong-willed the young Odie character really is, as you find out that the grandfather that was talking to him throughout the show and giving him advice has actually been passed away for quite some time, and Odie's been all alone taking care of himself all this time. We get back to Alma, who meets back up with the uh, smuggler, uh, trying to get back into the United States, along with, I guess, some other people who are also trying to smuggle in. Alma recognizes one of the other guys' names, uh, like Michael Bauer, who happened to be on Skell's wall of names. From there, she finds out that Parco is in charge of the Spanish Harlem Kings. Parco, you see flashbacks with Alma, and he happens to be her ex-husband, boyfriend, or something. Furthermore, Alma finds out Skell is her missing son, Christian. So she makes a choice to head back into the DMZ. And lucky for her, she does, because the US Army finds a group of smugglers and shoots them all on sight, killing them all except for Alma, who escapes. Alma heads back to Skell's wall of names. And as the scene pans out, you see that she writes this line on over all the names, which says, eyes forward, love. That was a phrase that Alma always said to her son at the beginning of the episode when they were trying to evacuate Manhattan. The scene fades to black, and that is the end of the episode. So that's my quick little recap of the first episode of the series. And overall, this first episode made you feel a little bit curious about what's going on in this world and making you want to find out a little bit more and you know, at parts I was feeling a little iffy um, just some beats weren't just really working out well um, 
But yeah, this made me curious and why to continue on. I mean, there's only four episodes, so why not, right? Unfortunately, I felt like the next three episodes were, I guess, somewhat rushed or kind of mixed up or all over the place. And I see from some other news articles and such about this show that there was a lot of trouble uh, wrapping up because this was right before all the uh, pandemic, COVID pandemic happened or, um, you know, all the lockdowns and that were in place. And so they had to shut down and pretty much they summed up what this should have been like maybe a couple seasons into just this one season or four episodes. So I feel like there must have been a lot more that could have been in this series as far as shows because it just didn't feel like it flowed nicely and that part makes it really unfortunate because I really felt that this was going to be the start of something great another great show to watch and while the last episode the fourth episode the ending of the series does kind of lead into something like another season at this point it could also be shown that hey that's the end that's the end of this story and if you look at other popular you know tv show movie rating sites like Rotten tomatoes or whatever you'll see that this is hovering around the you know 50 percent area i don't really trust those rating sites they could all be skewed and also everyone has their own opinion to shows movies whatever they like it's all subjective Maybe that's a little bit ironic because of what I'm doing here, but I feel like that I at least give the likes and dislikes of whatever I'm watching and then just giving my raw emotions to it all so that you can decide whether you agree or disagree with me. All right, I feel like I'm near my limit of talking here. So uh, as that's most of it, uh, check out DMZ on HBO Max and next up, we finally get Moon Knight after all this uh, chatter that we've been doing for the past couple weeks. And so I'll be sure to be watching that and giving my first episode review for the next podcast, hopefully. Uh, unless if I need more rest, then we'll see. All right. So thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to me. And until next time, have a fantastic day.